Welcome to Never Again Is Now, a podcast about anti-Semitism. I'm Evelyn Marcus, and in addition to being a psychologist, I'm featured in the documentary about anti-Semitism, Never Again Is Now. I am a Dutch Jew and a daughter of Holocaust survivors. In 2006, I emigrated to the United States because of the rising anti-Semitism in Europe. I am Phyllis Zimbler Miller. I'm the founder of the free nonfiction Holocaust theater project, thinedgeofthewedge.com. I grew up in a small town in the Midwest where our parents and grandparents had not escaped the Holocaust, but had come to escape the czar at the turn of the last century. Yet in 1970, only 25 years after the end of World War II, my US Army officer husband and I were stationed in Munich, Germany. That changed our lives forever. Today, we have a guest from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Sergio Ziegelbaum is an attorney and associate professor of law at the Argentine University of Enterprise, University of Buenos Aires, and the Palermo University, Argentina. Argentina. He's a board member at Argentina's biggest Jewish organization, Sociedad Hebraica Argentina, that promotes the continuity of Judaism and the love for Israel through social, sports, and cultural activities. Sergio developed his long life love for Israel as a student at Hebrew University in Jerusalem, where he got his BA degree in international relations and sociology. Sergio, welcome to our show. It's a, th a thrill to us to have you on. Um, you're, you're so far away from us in Argentina and um, it will be very interesting for us and for our audience to hear about what's going on in terms of anti-Semitism in, in your country. Can you please briefly tell us about Jewish life in Argentina and, and what it's like to live as a Jew in Argentina? First of all, thank you, Evelyn and Phyllis, uh, for having me uh, here in your show. For me, it's a pleasure and it's an honor to be here. And uh, answering your first question, I will say that uh, to live in a Jewish community, the Argentinian one, it's it's a beautiful, it's beautiful. We have a, a, a very strong and a very large community. Actually, is the largest Jewish, it's one of the, is the fifth in size uh, community out of Israel, of Jewish people out of Israel that define themselves as Jews. Uh, we have a thrilling Jewish life with plenty of alternatives to live as Jews. We have ultra-Orthodox institutions, we have Orthodox institutions, conservative, reformist, secular, you know, left, left non-Zionist organization, and so on. We have a lot of institutions and we have a lot of organizations. Like, for instance, Sociedad Hebraica Argentina, the one that I'm in the board and the, the institution that I grew, where I grew up, uh, like, like this one, there's almost 50 JCCs in Argentina. 50, we have more than 30 uh, Jewish primary schools, and we have from 15 to 20 high, Jewish high schools 
in Argentina. We have even one university uh, that it's called the Maimonides University, that is a Jewish uh, university. We are 180,000 Jews in Argentina. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a very rich Jewish life. All my American friends and European friends that when they come uh, to Argentina, to Buenos Aires particularly, they, they, they are very surprised by the Jewish life here. And can you live openly as a Jew in Argentina? Uh, I, yes, uh, uh, you can live openly and you can live your Jewishness and, and, and I mean, uh, you can wear a kippah or you can wear orthodox clothes and uh, they're almost not non-Jewish, they're non attacks against Jews in the, in the street some you know one or other incidents but not uh, uh, but we are not exempt of anti-semitism in the media in the in the news uh, vandalism against uh, jewish uh, institution property building cemeteries uh, and nowadays with the crisis um, as a, a scapegoat that that every minority is in, um, inside its society. Uh, every time there is a crisis, and in Argentina we are going through a, a crisis produced by the pandemics and the economical situation, uh, there are, there are uh, signs that the, the, the anti-Semitism increased notably in the last times. Yeah. When did, when did your family come to Argentina? Is the Holocaust part of your family history? And if not, has the history of the Holocaust influenced you personally? Um, from the part of my mom, uh, the, my, 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 my mom's family name is Kesselman. They came to Argentina in the late 19th century. They came uh, escaping from the pogroms in Russia. Uh, to settle in the Jewish agricultural colonies that they were sponsored in the 19th century by the Baron Hirsch in the provinces of Santa Fe and Entre Rios. Uh, so from the side of my mother, uh, uh, both, both my grandparents, they came from Russia and Ukraine, actually, and I'm the fourth generation of, of Jews in Argentina. From my dad's side, I'm the first generation because my, my father arrived to Argentina in 1948. He born in Poland and he came to Argentina when, when he was 16. So he was all the war in, in, in Europe. So from the side of my, my father, I'm the, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the son of an Holocaust survivor with all that this implies. Uh, besides my dad, my, my aunt Adel that lived in Israel and perished there, and my grandparents, the rest of my family was extermined by the Nazis uh, during the war. And, so, and you grew up knowing this. It wasn't kept a secret from you. Uh, my, I, the, in, from my age, there's not a lot of friends that they father, their father came or their mother came from, from, from Europe. I'm the, 
there, there is more than one generation before. And it was very hard. I mean, uh, uh, it was very hard because uh, my father as a child, he suffered a lot. And uh, at a certain point, it, it, the, 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 his, his, his childhood was engraved in our psyche, me and my brother's psyche. Uh, he suffered depressions and, uh, and sadness and aggressivity. It was very, really hard for us, but this uh, make us develop a, a, a hypersensitivity against racism in general and anti-Semitism in particular. Thank you. And so I, I answered the, the yes, question. You did, you did answer the question. And as you've already brought up anti-Semitism in Argentina, I'm going to turn to Evelyn for the next question. Okay. Um, well, um, could you tell us, um, please, um, where the anti-Semitism in Argentina, you, you just said in the crisis it becomes, in the current crisis, uh, as a consequence of the pandemic, you see that uh, uh, Jews are used as a scapegoat. Um, um, does it come, does this notion come from the general public or does it come from anywhere else? No, that's a, that's a great question. I think, uh, I, I, all my education, I, 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 I had it through Jewish institution and the antisemitism was a huge uh, issue for us. And, and I, I arrived to the conclusion that the, in Argentina you have different kind of anti-Semitism. You have the more general one that uh, is caused by ignorance and it, it has hit the roots in, in the middle age uh, uh, prejudices. Right. Uh, people that never saw a Jew, so uh, they, 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 they have uh, those anti-Semitic uh, prejudices. Then you have the, the some outcast right-wing uh, political movements that they argue that we the Jews want to conquer the Argentinian Patagonia and we control the banks and all that, 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 that kind of delusional uh, thinking. And, and then uh, we have, in my opinion, and I think it happens in the rest of the world as well, you have a third type that it's the 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 the, the anti-Semitism that hides uh, behind some progressive uh, movements that they, in my opinion, they take advantage of the Middle East conflict and particularly the the Arab-Israeli conflict to to veil. Uh, a, a true and an effective anti-Semitism uh, 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 against the, the Jewish people around the world and particularly against Israel. Uh, like, uh, I mean, if you want to be progressist in this world nowadays, you have to buy this package where uh, you, you take for granted that the Jews caused the conflict in the Middle East. And it's yeah. because the Jews that conflict. Uh, 
Which, so, which is... But, but it's something weird, sorry that I interrupted, it's something weird because we are only 1% of the, less than 1% of the Argentinian population. And I have a lot, a lot of persons that they define themselves as anti-Semitic, they never saw a Jew. So I, I got a lot, you, you, you don't look like a Jew. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, and um, there were quite some Nazis who fled after World War II at the end to Argentina. Do you feel any influence of them or their children or grandchildren um, on, on, on anti-Semitism? Is there any anti-Semitism coming from there that you can really experience? Yeah, actually, the second idea that I gave you, that there are some outcast right-wing parties, those parties, uh, in some way, in, in some way, what they do is to uh, bring up and to uh, reivindicate the, some Nazis' ideas. Uh, so yes, that that is the heritage of having flown Nazis after with the Odessa plan, having Nazis in Argentina after the Second World War. I think that that's that's the the, the main uh, the, the main effect. Of that uh, of that issue. Um, in the 1990s, um, the world was shocked by two terrorist attacks on Jewish buildings in Buenos Aires, uh, murdering in total uh, 114 people, mostly Jewish, not only but mostly. Um, and Iran and Hezbollah were behind these attacks. The Argentinian Jewish prosecutor Nisman was murdered in 2015, right before proving this in court that Iran and Hezbollah were behind this attack. Um, the Argentinian government at the time allegedly tried to cover up Iran's involvement in the attacks. Are these events still having an impact on Argentina's Jewish community and on you? Because you, from what I understand, what you told me, you were involved in the direct aftermath of that last terrible terrorist attack. Yeah, uh, actually it's a very sensitive, sensitive subject for, for the Jewish community. And yeah, I was uh, part of uh, of of uh, the after aftermath the, the, of the second attack. During the first attack to the embassy of Israel, I was still living in Israel. But the second one, uh, it was fifty meters from from my house, and uh, it was a, it was. Uh, it was a bomb in the AMIA. The AMIA is the, the Argentinian, the Jewish Argentinian organization that uh, that uh, takes in charge the the the, 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 Jew, the the Hebrew program for the schools and the cemeteries and the, the needed people. They have an elderly uh, service center or day center for 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 the elderly. It's like the the the, the main uh, the institution for 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 the Jewish community, and my father uh, at that time he was visiting a friend in that area, and after the bomb I 
I, I got there like five minutes after the bomb and I never left because uh, I started working as uh, the translator between the, ID, the forces of the IDF that came to unsuccessfully save the, the life of, the, of some victims and the local police and the police department. So all, uh, I was there until they left, the IDF left uh, and I worked there for 14 hours a day. And, but finally what we did and what I did was translating to the, to the local fire department, uh, the, the instructions of the IDF rabbi and on how to treat corpse because uh, it was a massacre and um, uh, I worked there. Can, uh, can I ask a question for clarity? When you're saying IDF, you're saying Israeli Defense Forces, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And were, when, they, when, and were they already there or did they come from Israel? Could you explain that? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, when, after a week that the, uh, after, no, I, I don't remember if three days or a week, the uh, Israel sent uh, a group of rescuers from the IDF, a unit, a unit of the IDF that, uh, but that they are specialists in in those kind of rescues after attacks, and they 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 help all all in all the world. They were in Mexico, they were in Chechnya, uh, they they were very brave and very highly trained people that they were trying to rescue people. And they came after the, the bomb attack to help the Jewish community and to help the local government as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah and it was very traumatic. Uh, imagine yourself that, that I lived in Israel during the, the, the Wolf of uh, the, the Gulf War and uh, it was very hard, but I never saw so many people die as I saw in Amia in Buenos Aires, uh, near near my house. I, yeah. I live 50 meters from there. Yeah, so, if I see if I see pictures of it, and you also showed me a picture of you yourself as a young man yeah. standing in that rubble and and in between dead people and trapped people, it's yeah. horrible. And a lot of people that that we know that, that we knew from the community. I mean, the uncle of a friend, the uncle of a people of right. a person that I knew from the neighborhood. It was it was we were very shocked. I think that it's a trauma that the that the Jewish community still suffer. But as I was trying to explain, there are two things: uh, uh, the impact. It's in, in, in two different stages. The first one was the traumatic event by itself, that having 85 people that they were killed, Jews and non-Jews, because they were working, there are a lot of people working in Amia that are not Jews. And also the bomb killed a lot of people that they were in the street, you know, just walking. And uh, that was very traumatic, but what is uh, also very traumatic is that all after all these years, the, the the perpetrators of that massacre, they didn't face the justice until today, and uh, 
and that's uh, I mean the immunity and the injustice and knowing that the people that we know who did it in Iran because they were officers of Iran and nobody faced the justice and nobody went to jail from the real perpetrators. It's very um, frustrating. And, and also because now trying to answer uh, or, or to refer to what happened with Alberto Nisman that was the, 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 the prosecutor in the cause that was formed uh, regarding the, the unlawful cover of the attack, trying to, to cover up for, for the Iranians and Hezbollah, uh, we still don't know what happened with the mysterious uh, death of Alberto Nisman. And uh, recently, a couple of months ago, uh, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, the actual vice president of Argentina and former president of Argentina was dismissed from the case of, uh, of uh, covering, covering up the, 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 the attack or the, the perpetrators of those, those attacks. So, um, I mean, uh, the impact in our Jewish community is that there's still a veil of impunity of those terrible attacks. It's a disgrace that the, that the perpetrators and the ones that cover it up for them are getting away with murder. That's the, the real uh, implication. Uh, and the ones covering up for it are yeah. the government, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that must be a that yeah. must be a difficult situation to be in as a Jewish community. If, if yeah, of course, because also uh, I mean uh, the constant. I mean, we as Argentinians, we we. I think that they in in all the history and all the countries, uh, we have a very a very sensitive position in our society because it is always challenge our our patriotic deeds or patriotic posture uh, asking us if we feel more Jews or we feel more Argentinians or whatever. And uh, uh, to be a Jew in Argentina and knowing that the, 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 those two, two terrible attacks were covered by the government or officials of the government, it is, uh, it, it, it hurts. It hurts. I understand. Yeah. Um, Sergio, a next mm -hmm. question. Are, 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 and thank you for, for el your elaborate answer to this, about this difficult and traumatic uh, topic. Um, this is my opinion. I mean, I, I think that there is a, that there is a level of, of cover that is the responsibility of the government. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then there are also judges uh, uh, who say that, right? Um, are Jewish organizations working to combat anti-Semitism in Argentina? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, we have a, a, a special institution that represent the Jews uh, in the society, and they, are, they have... Uh, 
they have a unit that they they devote themselves to to to, to denounce anti-Semitic attacks, all, all, all of them, all of kind to media and to property and to people. And we also have, uh, uh, they, they try to, to do courses about uh, anti-Semitism and they, they invite the, the people, the Argentinians to, that they are non-Jews to, 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 to the Shoah Museum in Buenos Aires in order to take courses and know about the Shoah, the, the, the roots of anti-Semitism, uh, I mean, they, they, they aim to educate the society regarding the, the anti-Semitism and racism in general. So that brings me to the question, is Holocaust education mandated in Argentina? No. Of course, in the Jewish schools and the Hebrew schools, it's a, it's a part of the educational curricula but in the in the public schools or private non-Jewish schools, it's not part, it's not mandatory. So we depend a lot from we depend from the teachers' initiative in order to to, to have the issue discussed and teached in, in taught in the in the schools. So I assume that the Jewish community does outreach to these teachers, hoping to convince them to uh, talk about the Holocaust. Is that right? Yeah, we, uh, the Jewish community has a special, uh, the, 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 the AMIA, actually, the, the Vada Chinuch, that is the, the educational uh, commission of the AMIA, they have a special program for non-Jewish schools to teach uh, Holocaust. And they try to reach every school that they can in order to... to to, to, to put it as a, as a part of the curricula, the educational curricula. Thank you, Evelyn. Um, Sergio, um, what can our listeners in Argentina, in North America, in Europe, um, what can they do as individuals um, to speak up against anti-Semitism, to stand up against anti-Semitism um, without the risk of getting physically harmed. Do, do you have ideas about that being so active in the Jewish community? Maybe you have thoughts about that and, and advice for people. Uh, I think that the, first of all, one of, the, one of the, the effects of the attacks in our Jewish community, that was that a lot of Jewish people took out their kids from Jewish schools because they were afraid that they will be the target of the next attack, a terrorist attack. And in one hand, I think that every time that we uh, we go away from our identity and we we we. We keep distancing from from our Jewishness. We also lose tools in order to defend ourselves from anti-Semitism. In my opinion, uh, and I think that it happens in every in every Jewish community, not only in Argentina, we react very strongly against anti-Semitism. Most of us, we are not afraid to to confront physically, if necessary, to those aggressions. But most of the times, we 
with lack of patience to explain what is antisemitism and we are lack, lack, lack of tools in order to convince somebody out of those ideas. Uh, I think that the best tool in order to diminish and, and in order to decrease antisemitism and to and to and to terminate with the antisemitism it's by education but not only the rest of the people but the jewish people itself i think that the community uh, uh and the educational and the cultural institutions they have to teach and we have to to promote the education among the Jewish community in order to give the necessary tools to explain the people, what is the Jewish people, what's the Jewish history, what is anti-Semitism, and explain why that kind of racism is it's rooted in uh, myths and prejudice. But uh, I think that we have also to be impatient and when we receive an aggression, in, instead of reacting physically, we have to try to calm down and to reach the other person and explain why he is wrong. It's very hard. I have Polish blood. So you know that I'm telling you because for me it's very hard, but I try to do it in order to give an example to my kids. I, I, um, I'd like to repeat what you said before I give you a chance to say last words, that we Jews ourselves, need to be prepared how to say things calmly and to understand that in many cases it's ignorance. People, I, I grew up as the only Jewish child in my, uh, all my classes in the Midwest, in my public school. They don't even know what a Jew is. So we need to, instead of screaming, we need to model composure and, and take the opportunity to change people's, to educate people about mm -hmm. Jews and everything. So you said that beautifully. Now is your chance for last words. Uh, I feel honored to, to be invited by you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, I think that uh, I think that the, we we as Jews with the we have a very heavy uh, very heritage, and it's our obligation as human beings to avoid and to help the humanity avoid the kind of atrocities that our people suffer through history and particularly through the Holocaust. Me as a son of a survivor, uh, with all that that implies, as I said, uh, I feel that and uh, that uh, we, we need, we need to speak out and we need to prevent and we need to go out and reach other groups and 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 do the the work that the, you guys are doing, <laughs> taking time to do a podcast or do the the, the great documentary that Evelyn did. Uh, I think that that's the way, a Pacific way. Uh, to say never more again. Thank never you again. so much, Sergio. And thank, thank you. you for our thank listeners. And I am going to encourage everyone who has not yet seen Evelyn's documentary, Never Again, is now to go see it on YouTube or Amazon. 
If you want more information about my play, which is in both English and German and hopefully other languages, anyone want to volunteer for Spanish? Uh, go to thinedgeofthewedge.com. It's to both educate uh, students about the Holocaust and also to combat against anti-Semitism and hate. And, so, oh, Evelyn, you want to say something? Yeah, and, and my documentary, Never Again, is now on YouTube, is in, uh, in five, subtitled in five languages, also in Spanish. Excellent. And to everyone everywhere, whether Jewish or non-Jewish, please, if you can speak up without putting yourself in physical danger, speak up against anti-Semitism and hate.